Hi, I'm Eddie Brock. And we are Venom. And welcome to All Talk and No Browsers. Hi, my name's Sammy. And I'm Ets. And as Eddie Brock told us, welcome to All Talk and No Browsers. So we've got a, a movie bumper edition today. Uh, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of different trailers. Uh, as you could have guessed, Venom, other interesting bits and bobs. Uh, as should, we, should we dive right in? Yeah, I think we should start with the latest role that Christian Bale has decided to destroy his body for. Yeah, For those of you that don't know, uh, we're talking about Vice. The film that will also bring us Sam Rockwell playing George W. Bush. Which, by the looks of it, is going to do well. Oh yeah, well I mean straight off the bat he's an Academy Award winner. But I didn't realise that I needed Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush until the first time I saw this trailer. And now I cannot wait. The thing is with this trailer, it looks interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And... Like it's an interesting, like like the trailer, like is stressing it's an important point in history. But I hate all of these characters. I don't like Bush. I don't like Dick Cheney. Do you hate Dick Cheney because he shot a guy in the face and faced no retribution, or or is it or is is it did he do other things that you hate? Well, just like obviously his blissetness in like not more than blissetness. I like I think that this uh, movie is going to show us is that he had a lot more power. Yeah, government. Obviously, he was involved in making decisions about like the Iraq war and stuff like that. That's the thing. I don't think this film's going to show them in a positive light. Obviously, it's Adam McKay. He's, I'm pretty sure he's a com- mainly done like a lot of comedy films. So this isn't going to be, oh, Dick Cheney was great. No, 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 exactly. And, and like, that's, like, that's like the thing. Like, that's why I'm interested in watching it. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, even though I don't like these people, hopefully, like, I think it's going to make me think, oh, these guys are assholes. But it's also written by the same people that wrote the big, uh, did the the big short. Okay. It was a really informative, funny movie about the financial crisis. No, it's it's it would actually be up your street. It's 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 like good. I mean, like it was already on my list, but you know that's. But, but anyway, um. Um, Schmidt from um, uh, New Girl, isn't it as well? Ooh, okay. Uh, what's his name? Max. We shall check that one for next time, shall we? Anyway, but Vice looks good. It looks like it's a well-done, well-filmed, well-scripted, funny movie. Almost the perfect cocktail to get me to watch it. I mean, Christian Bale in it. Everyone, knows, He's my favourite Batman, I'll go on record and say that. And he's destroyed his body again, so that'll be interesting. He's got Amy Adams. Anyone, Everyone knows I love Amy Adams. We need to talk about sharp objects pretty soon. And uh, Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush. I think, it, yeah, I think it's going to be great. So, I think uh, next up on the list to talk about is Glass. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we just watched the new trailer for Glass, and Sammy, what do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down? I think it's got to be a got to be a thumbs up, right? Like, it looks it looks a bit weird, but it also looks interesting um, because there's a, like a wide array of characters. Also, I feel like I'm gonna really sympathise for Glass. I feel like they're doing the thing which is if a villain to make a villain good, you actually have to make the like audience or like actually spend a decent amount of time with him. And they've actually invested in having a good villain with this, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, or, or it seems so. I mean, I mean, the point I'd also make is, I mean, have you watched Unbreakable yet? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, neither have I. But he, he was he, Samuel Jackson played. Now. Yeah, yeah, he played the. He was a character. Well, I don't know if he was the villain, unless I'm mistaken. I'm gonna say spoilers, but spoilers for a film I haven't seen yet. But I, unless I'm mistaken, he was trying to get Bruce Willis's character to embrace his role as a comic book hero. And he, I think he saw himself as the villain. I don't know if he necessarily wanted to be it, 
So I don't, I don't think it was as cut and dry as that. But it looks like in this one, he's full, full on taking on the persona of Mr. Glass and he's going to be that comic book villain. I'll be honest, watching the trailer, this trailer, I was thinking, is he being Nick Fury, but for the bad guys? He used the word avenge, but also because um, he, he was trying, he's trying to get um, James McAvoy's character on side. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Like, I completely agree. Like, it does actually. Now that you said it, it really does feel like that he's being Nick Fury for the bad guys. And I guess James McAvoy is the whole team. Yeah. I think I think this is good. I think I think Split is available to watch on Sky, but I can literally check that right now. Yeah, no, but like probably watch those two movies before this comes out and uh, talk about those as a whole. They look. I'm just not sure if I'm gonna enjoy a movie where James McAvoy plays like a million people. I think you'll know if you'll be up for that if you watch Split. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna be okay. Right, up okay. for watching Split. Okay, well, I've heard. I mean, I've only heard good things about Split, and I can confirm that yes, it is available to watch on Sky right now. I might, I might watch it after we finish recording. Uh, but yeah, a glass. You know, it looks good. Definitely, definitely. I can't, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Shall we move on to Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. So, from my perspective, I'm not a Harry Potter nerd. I'm not going to be going to the wizarding world of wonders at Universal Studios. This trailer, this trailer got me. The advertising team, they've, they've surely got to be happy with their work because they've got someone who doesn't care about this universe or these characters to be like, hmm, what's going on here? And like the main, the main thing I come away from after watching that trailer is like, why isn't Dumbledore getting involved with stopping Johnny Depp? Yes, yeah. In fact, yeah, because I was about to ask, um, you know, how well do you know the lore of Harry Potter and such? But um, for those of you that don't know, I would say spoilers, but I mean, when was, whatever, whichever book that was that has this information was released however many years ago, Dumbledore is the one that defeats Gellert Grindelwald in a duel in 1945. So we already know, like going into this, I already know that Dumb, you know, Jude Law is Dumbledore, he's going gonna, gonna to sort everything out. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm in, I'm in, like for me, I'm intrigued to see how it shakes out. For example, he's saying that Newt has to be the one. I'm wondering why he thinks that. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering how big a role Newt has to play. I mean, we can tell Newt is a talented wizard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I just want to see how it shakes out. But I, I always make the point, I've made this point many times before, and I'll probably make it again. I would happily sit down. If, if there was like a three hour and 10 minute film, because apparently the duel between Grindelwald and Dumbledore is supposed to be like three hours long, and Elpheus Doge said it was the greatest duel he had ever seen in his whole life. I would pay, I would pay to see just literally just three hours of the two of them dueling. I, I would watch that. But like, like dueling in the wizarding world is like boring, right? And I would, I would still pay to see it. Like, it's just them like f- flicking their wands and stuff. Elpheus Doge said it's the greatest duel he had ever seen in his whole life. There's a character in the Harry Potter universe whose surname is Doge. That doesn't mean his opinion's like <laughs> any more valid. <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying is the man was there and he said it was the best he had ever seen. And he's like over 100 years old. Big boy. Yeah. So I think like overall, like with this really, I'm just sort of pleasantly surprised that that, that, that I might actually enjoy this thing. At the very least, whoever cuts together the trailers is doing their job. The film could be poor. The film could be poor, but it wouldn't matter because Warner Brothers is already going to get your, I don't know, how much do cinema tickets cost in Birmingham? Like 10 quid? Uh, well, I'm like a student, so I'm paying £6.90. Oh boy. I know. What a time to be alive. For you, anyway. Yeah. And all other students out there, make sure you get your, your student discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Guys, just a piece of advice, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, one last thing I want to say about um, Fantastic Beasts. Um, mm-hmm. I saw this one theory, I think it might have been the Super Carlin Brothers. They came up with this theory as to whether the this woman that could transform, uh, she had some curse, I can't remember. As much as I love Harry Potter, 
I can't remember everything. Like, she's got some kind of blood disease. I think she's doomed to turn into an animal at some point. Yeah. And some people had speculated that she was Nagini, uh, Voldemort's snake. Ah. And uh, in the trailer, somebody calls her Nagini. So, Ben and Jay, if you're listening to this, congrats, you were right. <laughs> it's, it's always nice to find, like, some Easter eggs like that in... In earlier movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, this is still, this is a prequel. I mean, as much as I might want to see just a series of Harry Potter anthology films that just dotted elsewhere, you know, all around the universe, I mean, it looks like they're sticking to the lead up to Voldemort vs. Grindelwald. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, that's fine if they're going to stick to that period of time. I mean, I'm interested. I guess I'm talking for later. I don't know how many f- these films they're going to make. Like, are they got like this one and like another four? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But like another another four. The, the, yeah, they're gonna, they're making. The, yeah, I mean, you know, once you've got your cash cow, how can you not milk it? Dude, that's a lot of movies. I didn't realize that that was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, we got we're gonna wait and see if the people that cut together the trailers can win you over each time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but by then every you're... two years. <laughs> but by then you'll be an experienced hacker, so you can just hack into I don't know which cinema do you normally go to? Cinema chain do you normally go to? AMC. AMC. No, no, Cineworld, sorry. Wait, I didn't know AMC's over in this country. There, there, there was like three. It changed. Oh. I got confused, sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Cineworld, just hack into Cineworld and just be all, Sammy has tickets for whatever film. <laughs> and yeah. And if, you, and if you don't mind, if you just hack me some tickets at the Bex the Heath one. Okay. Or even better, turn the make the cinema in Bromley, turn it back into a Cineworld so I don't have to get on a bus for half an hour just so I can go to a, a Cineworld. I don't think my hacker skills are like that good. I don't think I'd be able to change the physical location of a, of a cinema. Yeah, I mean, it was a cinema. Just, I'm just asking you to turn it back into a cinema. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up on our, on our list of like our mega trailers is Captain Marvel. What did you think about this? Yeah, I mean, I think the trailer's good. But I'll make the point that I was already excited about the film. It didn't make me more excited. Mm. Get to see more of the '90s, which isn't really a period of time that's been touched by the MCU. Yeah. Other than what that you got the bit from was it December sixteenth, nineteen ninety one? Was that from Civil War? Yes. Was there a meeting at the beginning of Ant Man? No, that was probably like the '80s or the '70s. Well, you know, when Hank Pym mm. meets up with um Howard Stark. I guess it couldn't have been the '90s because Howard Stark dies in nineteen ninety one. Spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a period of time that's been re- yeah. I don't think it's been touched. So I think it'll be interesting to see that. Obviously, at the beginning of the trailer, when we see a blockbuster, and that it's still called blockbuster video. That's how that's how long ago it was. Yeah, and yeah. I think you know. It'd be nice to see a. I think Coulson's playing a relatively new Shield agent, so we, you know we get to see him again. I guess if you have, if you've only been watching the films, then you haven't seen him since the Avengers, and that was 2012. Obviously, a man like myself, I watch Agents of Shield, so I've seen For him. For no reason. Not no reason. Like we can, we can get into why I watch Agents of Shield. Well, let's be honest. I watch Age, I watch all the MCU because of you know I I want the completeness of the whole thing. And yes, sometimes I get burnt. Inhumans was bad. Inhumans was very bad. Iron Fist was bad. Have you watched Iron Fist two season two? I have not, but I've heard it's been cancelled. I mean, I'm gonna watch Iron Fist season two because, like I say, completion. But have you watched Luke Cage season two? I haven't got around to that yet. All I hear is loads of notes. I'll admit, I'm not as on it as I used to be. Daredevil season one, I watched all of that in like one sit down. But you know, I'm not, I'm not the man that I was. But anyway, back to, <laughs> back to Captain Marvel. So I think, like, like you said, like the era that it's, it's put in looks interesting. Um, and the fact that, also, is this like our childhoods? Like, I mean, 
I don't know, is this going to be set in 96 or whatever? I mean, you say childhoods, we're children of the early noughties, really. All right, mate. All right. Okay. Okay, how much, how, how much do you remember of 1997, then, if you're going to be like that? <laughs> okay, I don't remember anything of 1997. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> but, but I can still have nostalgia for a time that I wasn't alive in, okay? Okay, Gosh. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I'm just saying, you know. Anyway, what were you saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, the era looks good. Um, like you said, like, obviously, I think that we were always hyped for this. <laughs> but what's interesting for me is that the details of the movie seem to be, like, or like, the details of the plot seem to be kept fairly under wraps. Like, I don't really have a good idea of which type of Captain Marvel they're going with, what part in, like, a comic book storyline... Or origins are they going for? Um, there's like you see stuff on Earth, you see stuff in space, and overall it just seems to be like quite like, like it, they've hidden, they've kept those details quiet, and that makes me like excited to see a movie because then I like I don't have to have like the same expectations of it being like just a standard superhero movie or whatever. It feels like this is going to be maybe a little bit different where it isn't just a normal boring origins movie. Or something like that. Yes, yes. I don't think. Yeah, I, it doesn't look like it will be a traditional origin story. I would guess. Like, I mean, yeah, from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to start with her. Maybe she has amnesia. She's come back to Earth, and she doesn't. You know, she doesn't remember who she is in terms of like as Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. But a video I watched by Captain Midnight. His channel is good. I'd recommend it. He made the point that with them trying to, with her having amnesia, it's almost as if they're telling an origin story without it actually being an origin story, and they're trying to have their cake and eat it. I personally don't have a problem with origin stories. I like, I mean, the, the classic superhero beats where you know, someone gets their powers and then they first discover that they have powers and they, they learn how to use them. I, I, I love seeing that. I always have and I maybe always will. We can, we can talk about people not liking origin stories, but people still like Doctor Strange. And that was an origin story in 2016. Yeah, but like, like I rewatched uh, Doctor Strange the other day and it was an origin story, but it was also, it was also like slightly different. And and like you said, not all origin stories are bad, and you can enjoy an origin story. And like Doctor Strange showed, you can enjoy a doc, uh, an origin origin story. Um, the thing that I feel with with this, like the point you make about having their cake and eating it, I think cool. I, I, I sort of buy that. I also think though that it doesn't have to be like necessarily viewed from from that in in that manner, right? Like. The Captain Marvel storyline where they're running it this way, where she has amnesia, I think that could be like I think that could be interesting for the character. Like, we, if they if they play it right, it doesn't have to be like her arriving on Earth and then like starting off like that. It could be actually that we see her life and then she arrives on Earth and then we're in this sort of like weird stage of like where we're we're like we're the audience, right? And we know all this stuff about her, all the stuff about her history. And and it's like creates a tension when she arrives on Earth and she has amnesia, right? I feel like that could be like really interesting. Okay, yeah, I agree. I mean, I I personally, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say they're probably gonna try and. I think yeah, she'll come back from space, not really knowing who she was, and we'll find out about her past maybe in flashback. That's you know, that's that's what I assume will happen. I mean, you know, we've got to wait and see. I mean, the film comes out in twenty nineteen, yeah. and I, I don't yeah. work I don't work for Marvel Studios, unfortunately, so I have no insight. I have no doubt. I think that that probably is what the most likely thing to happen. It doesn't mean that I don't hope that it that it won't. 
<laughs> I mean, I you know who's I can't remember who's directing it, but I have, I have faith that Marvel will get the job right because you know they have a very good track record. Yeah. I mean, Brie Larson's playing a title character. She won an Oscar like a couple of years ago, so she's a very capable actress. Uh, we haven't most spoken about Fury. Yeah. We get Fury with two eyes. Yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this will be the the incident because I. For those of you that don't know, I love Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Until Infinity War, I was of the belief that that was the best MCU film. And there's a bit where Fury's talking to Alexander P- Pierce. I think so. I think he's talking to Pierce where he says that the last time he trusted someone, he lost an eye. And I'm wondering if... Because obviously with, we've, we've been led to believe that the bad guys in this, in Captain Marvel, will be the Skrulls. And they can shapeshift. Yep. So I can see it all... You know, I think all the pieces are there. It just depends on whether Kevin Feige wants to assemble them in that way. Uh, and also, in terms of, in terms of the plot, um, you're talking about you know, I don't know we don't know which Captain Marvel this will be, like which part of a story to, you know this is going to be. I think everyone, like me included, I assume that Jude Law was playing um, Marvel. Yeah. So like the first the first comic Captain Marvel, but I've also heard that he might actually be playing the villain. Yes. So you know, I'm intrigued to find out. Yeah, like like you. I mean, I'm intrigued to find out, you know, who's who, where they're going with this. Mm. Well, I will also. Yeah, I, I want to see her wear her Warbird outfit. Yeah, I could see why they just wouldn't. But if you watch Jessica Jones season one, they made her wear her comic book costume, even if it was only on screen for like two seconds. Like if you if you didn't know what she normally wears in the comics or has one in the comics, then it would have meant nothing to you. I could see like maybe Marvel would like show her like an old, you know, one of her older suits. Yeah. I think that the other interesting thing about this is that there's there's a possible theory that Captain Marvel is going to be a scroll at some point, but not know it, and that's that's good. That excites me because all the scroll storylines in, in comics are actually like I've always enjoyed them. It's always been pretty interesting, and there's quite like an interesting philosophical question, right? Where if somebody puts someone else's memories in your head, then does that make you them? Even if you like, listen, have a different body or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, I think just a quick like tangent, like in um, Altered Carbon, with your putting your stack in different sleeves, like you're still yeah. you, but are you you're, still you're you? Still you, either way, exactly. Watch Altered Carbon. Yeah, it was alright. I, I, we still need to have our fight about how good Altered Carbon was. Second best TV show of the year as of right now. I haven't finished watching Maniac. I still need to fight Matt. <laughs> we'll just add me to the list then. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take on the winner. <laughs> winner takes everyone's girlfriend I'm not signing up to those to, to those terms <laughs> the stakes are too high for you now eh? talking about high stakes Dark Phoenix it seems like the stakes of the world <laughs> the world is at stake <laughs> in in the trailer for me I mean yes well, I mean in, in every X-Men film the whole world is at stake every single one and because because with these prequels they keep going through the decades. It seems like there's yeah. been some world-ending event every single decade. Yeah. Fair enough. With with first class, the way they tied it into the Cuban Missile Crisis, I I enjoyed that at the time, and I I still think that's a good idea. No, I thought that was cool. Yeah, but ah, oh, Dark Phoenix. I'm just why I I think the only thing that's at stake really is Fox's pride. That's why this film is still happening. Personally, I think they want to prove that they could still make a decent X Men film like consistently. Because I make I made this point before, and I'll make it again. Deadpool. And X Men Apocalypse came out in the same year. How can you be that hit and miss? Mm. No, you're right. You're right. Like, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this movie. Will I watch it? Ah, it's gonna be tricky, man. It's gonna be really. I don't know. I, you I might think watch the, it. The, the, so, I, I want to watch it to laugh at it. I want to watch it like as a bad guy. Yeah, but th- don't give them your 
what I would say. I I personally, <laughs> I'm going to do everything I can to resist seeing it in the cinema. I mean, it comes out, there'll be better Valentine's Day films to watch. Yeah. If you want to watch it as a bad guy, I say wait until it comes out on TV or wait until there's a crappy screen, uh, stream even, for you to find. I don't think it looks good. I, I just I just don't understand. I, I'm still wondering why the film is being allowed to exist, like why it's being released. Because I thought it was already supposed to be, it was supposed to be coming out about now, wasn't it? Yeah, it got delayed. And I thought, I, I'd have thought Disney would, would just bury it and say, because now they're going to have to wait even longer before they reboot it. Because what was it? When was the last proper X-Men film? Apocalypse in 2016. So I think right now, so what, 2016, if they wait till 2019, 2020, that you know, new X-Men film, it's been long enough for all the, all the people that aren't into this to have forgotten about it. Whereas if they release this now, I feel like they're going to have to wait even longer before they reboot it. And I just, you know, just business-wise from Disney, because obviously they, they've got the, they're getting the rights to all the Fox characters. I just don't see why they're allowing this to happen. As a slight tangent, talking about New Mutants, I was excited about that. An X-Men horror film? Yeah, I'm in. Anya Taylor-Joy, Maisie Williams, that one guy who played Jonathan in Stranger Things? Yeah, I'm in. That film was supposed to have already happened. It was supposed to have already come out, but it's been delayed. I don't understand why they delayed something that actually looks pretty good, and we're st- but we're still getting something that looks as bad as it does. Like Everything that you said, I agree with. Um, I also want to add to it that the director of this movie... Simon Kinberg doesn't seem like he's directed a movie before. No, I think this is his first. I think he's had a lot of producer credits, but this is the first film yeah, that he's. He's had a lot of producer credits, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm looking at his IMDb, and it says he is a producer and writer, also known for The Martian, thumbs up, Logan, thumbs up, big thumb, and Fantastic Four. Could anyone have saved that? Yes. Yes. I mean, like. Okay, the studio screwed it over, but yes, people could have definitely saved that. What, what I will say is, I wanted to see Josh Trank's cut of the film. In fact, I think if ever there was a film where that you could watch and watch it with the director and get to ask them about it whilst you're watching the film, I feel like that might be top of my list. I just want to hear Josh say, "Oh yeah, you know, I wouldn't, I didn't want to keep that in. Yeah, that wig wasn't my idea. Hey, did I ever mention that time where I destroyed that hotel room? <laughs> true, true story. Look it up." I think that the, additionally with this trailer, like the the big problem with it, I find, is that it's so cheesy, it's so over the top dramatic. They're really, really overplaying it. The music is so tense. They're like doing a really dramatic, slowed down cover where it's serious, even more serious than the original. And like, I just, I just, I, I don't know. I find it hard to take seriously when it's so like, I don't know, over the top dramatic, over the top. Like, this is the end of the world, dude. I just think that also with the with the setting and the time and the previous movies, it just just feels weird because it feels it feels dark. Like it feels like they want to make it dark in tone. Dark Phoenix. Yeah, no, I, I, I get. I know. Bravo Fox. <laughs> it feels like maybe they watched like Logan and they were like, people people liked it serious. Let's let's try and do that again, but let's not really change the characters or the the. The situation, let's just plonk them in this serious world that we've made, even though everything before that hasn't really been that serious. Exactly. If you saw Apocalypse, for example, my youngest brother, he had the foresight to not go and see Apocalypse in cinema. My mum was all, hey, do you guys want to see Apocalypse? And he had the strength to resist. (laughs) 
And then, yeah, he, he loves watching Apocalypse. He, he waited until it was on TV. But because he finds it hilarious. How can you then... That same world, and it's now the world's going to end, I guess, again. Again. How, how, how can it... There's been a world-ending event every decade since the 60s now. Yeah. How is this suddenly more serious than before? Hey, man, and, and, and on top of that, they're all still, like, the same age. It's been thirty years. Oh, don't get me, don't get me started. Like, what's his face? Um, McAvoy and uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy playing Magneto. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. When are they going to become Sir Ian McKellen and um Sir Patrick Stewart? They look the same as they did back in two thousand eleven. It's the nineties now. They should be look. They should start to look like them. Especially if the first X Men is still canon. That's two thousand. They've got to then age. I don't know how many decades in the space of a few years. I don't understand why they decided. Hey, let's go to a new decade every film. But it's the same characters with the exact same actors and they don't look any different. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And Nick Holt, who plays Beast, he lo- he looks the same as he did back in the 60s. Nick Holt looks the same. He hasn't aged. I don't understand. I didn't know that you were going to rant on this for so long. <laughs> I, I didn't intend to, but it's happened now. One last point. Jessica Chastain, why, why? Why are you doing this? Like, I just feel sorry for her. Like, oh, maybe she's getting a huge I mean, fucking paycheck. Let's be honest. She, like, I mean, she's won an Oscar. The amount of... She, she's she's going to earn a lot of money. Maybe she wants another mansion. I don't know. But my point is, I think I had a little look to see if she's getting a producer credit, and I don't think I saw. Do you think she's going to be an executive producer? Like, I can understand if she's using this as a stepping stone to start being more involved in the creative process. Like, I get that. I mean, why... Maybe. I mean, what, but, I mean surely there are... Surely you can just let someone else that could actually benefit from this role, like, you know... Let's just let someone be in a blockbuster and, you know, when people go and see this and go, oh, that film was terrible. But so-and-so was pretty good, actually. I'm going to keep an eye on her, you know? Well, maybe, maybe she's hoping we already to know. continue to do that. We already know who Jessica Chastain is. She's already won an Oscar. Yeah. For her, I just don't understand why she's gone for this role. But, you know, I mean, everyone's got their reasons. Maybe maybe she's just a big comic book nerd and is like, finally, I get to be in an X-Men film because she missed out on Jean Grey back in originally. And she's a natural redhead as well. Why wasn't she cast with Jean Grey back in 2000? There, I said it. I don't, I don't have anything to add on, on what you said. I don't really want to watch this movie. I want to find out what people think. Send us a, a tweet, reply, at TalkNoBrowsers, uh, and tell us what you think about it. Because maybe tell us when, when it comes out, because then I don't have to watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'll just wait and see what movie, movie Bob thinks. In his review, we'll wait for the honest trailer. See, see them take it apart. Yeah, I. If you guys pay us, we'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, we can get sponsored. <laughs> if someone pays for my ticket, I'll watch it. But <laughs> you know, we should start a Patreon. I, I, I don't think it'll be good, and I don't understand why Disney's allowing it to happen. But yeah, that's um, next up in our trailers that look interesting, uh, or we have things to say about Joker. It's not really a trailer, but yeah. like a snippets of uh, the movie came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some leaked footage. I think they were literally recording, and then some someone nearby, you know, recorded it on their phone. Yeah, because we don't get any audio. Yeah, and and also they released a teaser, a small teaser. Like how many seconds is it? It's only like a few. Yeah, it's very. It's just it's just Joaquin Phoenix in in makeup, right? Pretty much, yeah. I think there's some kind of transition, but um. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're, they're like, they're playing up the, the sad clown thing. Of course. I mean, who's ever heard of a sad clown? I hope our editor cuts that out. <laughs> what do you think about this? 
So it it looks interesting. Am I right in thinking that it's not in the DC extended universe? Uh, a couple of things. One, yeah, you're correct. It's not. You know, for those of you who don't know, this is not connected to that universe called Worlds of DC. Even though everyone everyone still calls it the DCEU. Why didn't Warner Brothers just call it the DCEU? That's yeah, you know, that's another conversation. But yeah, it's a, it's its own thing. Maybe it'll spawn. Maybe it'll get a sequel if it does well. Yeah. But w- what I'm wondering is because they've already cast their Joker. As much as people may not have liked Jared Leto's Joker, or was it Jared Leto? But yeah, as much as people might not have liked the, jo- the Joker we saw in Suicide Squad, my response would be, we literally only saw eight minutes of him. He affects the plot in zero ways. Yeah. Maybe the bit right at the end where he breaks that Harley Quinn. Spoilers, but the film's been out for two years and it's not good anyway. <laughs> and I thought we were going to get, I thought he was going to get his own Joker film. So I think it's interesting to see them just go, you know what, let's just do a completely separate thing. Yeah, I, I think that... I think that like it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, um, but it, it sort of begs the question like why, like did 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 we really need this? And and also because it's like Joaquin Phoenix is like I don't know forty, maybe older, and like the Joker he's playing is old. Then yeah, it's it, and it's it, being set it's, in it, what it's, looks a, it's like. an origin film as well. Yeah, I see your point. It should be it should be a younger man, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. I think if they were tying it into a universe, like I think if you're gonna, if you're serious about starting up a franchise or a universe, you need to be tying yeah. people down to five picture contracts. That's you know that's what Marvel did, and they did it with relative unknowns as well. Like I guess unless you watched Home and Away, you wouldn't have known who Chris Hemsworth was before he was Thor, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm trying to think of other people. Obviously, Chris Evans. I'd heard of him. That's because I I'd watched not another teen movie when I was a when I was let's be honest when I was too young. My older brother shouldn't have let me watch it, but I'm ha- I'm happy he did. And also, he played Johnny Storm in in that Fantastic Four franchise. And like and like uh, Robert Downey Jr. was like washed up by that stage. Like. Exactly. Yes, yeah. so he was. They tied him down, and it was I think the meta narrative as well. Washed up, you know, drug, former drug drug addict actor plays this billionaire playboy, you know, they both, you know, there was a redemption arc in the film and also in the real world. Like, I think that <laughs> that worked well. So I think into, if you're serious about, yeah, you need to be tying people down to like five five picture deals. Whereas with Joaquin Phoenix, there is no way. I mean, like you say, he's in his 40s. I feel like certain actors, once there's a, a certain prestige, you're like, you're not going to tie them down. Maybe he'll come back for his sequel if this does well. For example, like Kate Blanchett and Thought Ragnarok. Who would have thought you'd have, you'd have seen her in a comic book movie? But obviously, it's only only in Thor Ragnarok. Maybe she'll come back for a sequel. But unless I'm mistaken, isn't she dead? Or maybe she's still fight, fighting the Fire Lord Surtur. I think we're meant to think she's dead, but who knows? But you're right. Like, where are they going with this? Yeah, I think I made this point before. If they were to just do a series of one-offs, like not so you know away from you know the main universe, or just like in like different pocket dimensions. For example, like imagine imagine a Batman film like following Lucy that the um the Dark Knight Returns comic book, and you get Michael Keaton back to play Batman to get him to play an older Batman because now he's aged into the role. Yeah, and obviously you know plenty of people that still like the nineteen eighty nine Batman and the and Batman Returns. So imagine that Batman is back, and obviously he yeah just just imagine that. I think that'd be good. Yeah, it'd be fun. Exactly. It it and and like I'll be more than happy to to like invest in watching that. Right, like it would be cool and interesting. I think, it, like you said, it's like something that's new and fresh. I think that's what where we're at now with comic book movies is that we we are more interested or more up for seeing these lesser known characters, yes, or lesser known stories be told. And 
having like like these series of one shot movies would be a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. I'm trying to think of some more uh, examples. Oh, I mean, Flashpoint comes to mind, but I think Flashpoint only really works if you know what everyone's like normally. Yeah, yeah, to make them. Do, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like you need to. I mean, because obviously, you know, as soon as they announced that Flashpoint that the Flash movie was going to be Flashpoint, you messaged me saying, you know, they're going to try and reboot everything, and I was like, that was literally my thought when I saw the headline. But obviously, this the worlds of DC, people aren't characterized fully. So it makes no ch- makes no sense to do a flashpoint. We don't have like a strong sense of the universe. Exactly. All we know is yeah, Metropolis and, and Gotham, and that's it. Yeah, literally. I mean, have you seen Justice League yet? Uh, no. Well, in, in the same film, there's a bit where Batman has got sorry, Superman has got Batman by the neck. Oh, he comes back to life. Spoilers, but I mean, let's be honest. You already knew. Who, no, I, I you already that. knew he was going to come back to life. Be serious. There's a bit where he's he's flying. He's got um Batman by the neck, and he says, "You won't let me live. You won't let me die." Tell me, do you bleed? And literally later on in the film, there's a bit where he's like, civilians, and then rushes off to try and save some people. Because, you know, people are like, he doesn't save enough people. So, yeah, Warner Brothers are like, oh, yeah, guys, make sure you add add in a bit where he saves people. He takes time out of beating up the bad guy to save some civilians. And there's also a bit where he's like, I believe in truth, and I also believe in justice. Like, it's just, even the same film, they're all over the shot. In terms of like character and tone, exactly. So I personally think I personally think they should start again. I I think they've had too many missteps. If we go through it, Man of Steel, I thought that film was alright. I didn't I didn't have a problem with it. You know, I do understand because yeah. I spoke to my youngest brother about it. He actually saw it in cinema, and he thought obviously this is what how old is he now? He's seventeen now, so two thousand thirteen. Him, he he said it was boring, and I can understand why someone that young would think it was boring because I think. The film is caught in two minds. It starts off as an exploration of what would happen if a godlike figure came down to Earth. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's like, wait, guys, it's, you know, what, let's add in a Dragon Ball Z fight. And then you get Superman, <laughs> you get Superman and bad Superman fighting each other in Metropolis. And there's a lot of destruction. I also want to add in how, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, a lot of the fights end up in like some barren wasteland. Like people aren't just caught in the crossfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why, why couldn't soups do that? Well, they they both they can both survive in the vacuum of space. Why not just fight? Anyway. But didn't they do that in, in Batman v Superman? Well, that's the thing, because in Batman v Superman, you get the bit where they're fighting on an island and you hear one of the government officials say, oh, that island is uninhabited. It sounds very much like they added that in just so everyone knows, oh, no one's going to get hurt. That, that sounded like, it, it was a reaction. It seemed, to me, it seemed like a reaction to what happened in Man of Steel. Yeah. They're like, hey, guys, guys, we're not going to hurt anyone. In fact, like to me, it seems like every film in the in that universe, other than Su- maybe yeah, actually maybe including Suicide Squad, Squad, every film in that universe has been a reaction to the previous film. Mm. Uh, so, for example, Man of Steel happened, and then I'm trying to think, what, what in what way was Batman v Superman the reaction? Actually, I think Batman v Superman. I don't think they course corrected that that one too much. But then after Batman v Superman, yeah. you had I think Suicide Squad kind of its own thing, just like its own wacky cousin. And, and then you got um, Justice League or Batman vs Superman it was too dark let's make it lighter and then it's just yeah. but it's not consistent I just think they just like the whole thing again you, you're forgetting Wonder Woman I feel like to me it seems a bit like it's its own thing as well if that makes sense mm. it doesn't fit in yeah. well I mean because it was supposed to be the trilogy of Man of Steel Batman vs Superman and Justice League those are all Zack Snyder films yeah. that that was supposed to be the trilogy and I always come back to the fact that with I mean in the honest trailer for Justice League they say when you have the most famous comic book characters of all time and your film is only okay, you've blown it. Yeah. I will always make the point 
The number of times I asked my older brother what Captain America can do. I had no idea who Captain America was when I was eight. I had no idea. But there are children growing up now that prefer Captain America to Superman. Are you telling me you grew up not knowing who Batman and Superman were? Batman and Superman, two most famous comic book characters on the planet. There's no way there is a more famous female comic book super, superhero character than Wonder Woman. And then, you know, who else you got? Flash, he's quick. Green Lantern, he's got a ring that can make him do stuff. Martian Manhunter is a Martian, therefore can do Martian things. <laughs> uh, Cy- Cyborg is a cyborg. Aquaman, I feel like enough people know about him because of pop culture. But anyway, how else, what else do you need to explain? Aquaman, he's an aquatic man person. Yeah. It's all there. I think they either should have given everyone their own film and then gone into Justice League or just gone straight into Justice League. And like I say, you pick five of those characters and then you were, we already we should already know enough about... We, you got the big three that we all know. And then who else are you going to have? You're going to have Flash and Green Lantern. I mean, Flash is quick. Green Lantern's got a ring. Okay. Maybe add in Martian Manhunter or a Cyborg or Shazam. Or, you know? I feel like it should have been a lot easier than Warner Brothers made it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing I say want to say before we move on yes. is that they're not too far off from fixing this. Uh, now, I know that you disagree, right? Keep, keep, keep going. Keep well, going. I, just think, I just think that in the next calendar year, right, they've got... Aquaman comes out in December, then it then it's Shazam, I believe, and then Shazam, right? And if both of those are good, then that could really change change things for them. Yeah, I mean, I think you know your average person has a short memory. If like the last couple of films are good, then they'll be like, yeah, I'll see the next one. Whereas you know, and let's let's be honest, the comic book fans, as much as as much as we'll all complain about certain things, are we going to pretend we're not going to go see? Are we going to pretend we're not going to go see both of those? No, I, I'll go and see them. You know, I mean, like, for person, for example, when I saw Justice League, my mum was all, oh, that wasn't very good. And the way I described it was, if you have a five-goal season striker, why would you suddenly expect him to score 20? Yeah. I, I went into it not thinking it would be great. My two younger brothers went into it not thinking it would be great. But she made the point that if she had known it wasn't going to be good, she would have just given us money to see it. And I'm like, but, you know, the writing was all there. You saw Batman v Superman. I know you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I think that the point is here is that these two movies coming up have moved away from the Zack Snyderverse <laughs> and that's probably for the best. And on the horizon, we've got a James Gunn directed Suicide Squad 2, which like with the work he did on Guardians of the Galaxy. You mean you mean that film where he took a ragtag group of misfits and turned them into a team? Yeah, exactly. That will never work. So this is what I mean is that Actually, if we look at the next three movies that are probably going to come out, they're probably going to be good. Like, like not they're probably going to be good, but if they're all good, there, there is potential. I don't think there is potential. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think that that's too much to expect, especially with the new directing and new writing. Yeah, and also Wonder Woman eighty four. I mean, Wonder Woman was the first for me. It was the first time where this universe of films was actually good. Yeah, I I, I see what you mean. Like, I guess part of my problem comes with I think they're asking us to maybe forget about what's come before, and you don't want to forget. <laughs> I won't. I mean, I still remember going to see the first X-Men in 2000. I can tell you which cinema I saw it in. We were speaking of uh, Aquaman before. There was a, like a five-minute trailer thing that was released. Um, yeah, well, you say trailer, but it looked more like they just took five minutes from the film and then showed it to us. Yeah. It was interspliced for footage, footage, but like it wasn't like consistent. But yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So uh, what, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, same. I, I thought it was good. I think the only thing that I felt was that it felt like I, I, I knew a lot by the end of it. I know it's five minutes and I know the director said that this is not 
the whole movie. True, yeah. We do, yeah. Just to clarify, the director himself said, I mean, ideally, if you want to go into any film unspoiled, you wouldn't watch any trailers. Yeah. yeah but yeah. for this this specifically, this five-minute chunk gives away nothing. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, we just go wait and see. You know, I mean, what, the film's going to be at least two hours anyway. I mean, five minutes of two hours is a small fraction. So even just, yeah. even just mathematically, you know. But yeah. I, I trust James Wan. He, he's a good director. This looks good. The only, my only problem is um I can't get over Amber Amber Heard's hair color I it just doesn't look it, oh it's so it is jarring I can't you know and also yeah I think we've already spoken about um wow what's her face Nicole Kidman's hair color in it as well like I don't understand do Atlantean women just not uh, is are those natural hair colors for Atlanteans I, I guess that's it because they're not human yeah so maybe that's just it, standard it's, under it's the weird. sea maybe that, maybe that's just how hair has evolved under the sea I don't know no I don't I don't know whether uh, yeah. I think it's good that they made the tone different. It's good they made it a little bit lighter. It's good they've obviously literally made the color scheme brighter. Sometimes for negatively, I will, I will, positively. I will add they did make Justice League brighter. Yeah, but like, but like they did that. In, they did that in post production. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a difference. There's a difference in just like those costumes weren't meant to be seen. Increasing brightness. Those costumes weren't meant to be seen in that light. That's why everything looks so goofy. Yeah. You know what, Sam? You could probably live your whole life without ever seeing Justice League. You don't really miss anything. They butchered the race between Batman and sorry between Superman and the Flash at the end. They butchered it. Why is Superman going to race the Flash but by flying? Anyway, I, I swear that is the last time I talk about Justice League in this podcast. Um. And and then also the the I think like other than the fact that it's good right and I enjoyed it and probably convinced me to watch it because I didn't think I was going to watch Aquaman before this. I mean, you, uh, you still haven't or, seen Aquaman and the Wasp, so you know, can we take your word? <laughs> um, or I thought I would at least like torrent it later on. Um, you still haven't torrented Aquaman and the Wasp, Sammy. <laughs> well, because there's only cam footage, and I don't really want to watch like somebody get up and go get popcorn halfway through. Uh, but hey, to be fair, to be fair, like, if you were actually at the cinema, there's no guarantee that the guy sitting right in front of you wouldn't have got up to get popcorn. The, the thing is with this is that there's also I can't remember where I saw it, but somebody made the point that it seems like the DC uh, was it? What did you? Worlds mean? of DC. Worlds, worlds of DC. Just doesn't fall off the tongue, guys. Really. Yeah, DC was <laughs> right there staring them in the face. Everyone was already using that term, and they were like, you know what? Let's not. Yeah. Um, uh, it's propped up by pee jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that pee in a jar. I'll admit, the pee in the jar bit, as weird as it might have been about Batman v Superman, I said, I didn't say anything about Batman and Superman, said I wouldn't talk about Justice League. I think that fit. I mean, I guess it's weird that that <laughs> pee in a jar fit. I guess that just speaks to what, you know one of the many problems that film itself had. Like, I... I, I... I'm I'm of the controversial opinion that I actually liked uh, Lex Luthor in that movie, but you know, uh, <laughs> very controversial. Yeah, very controversial. But hey, you know, I think that um, it's just strange that there's there's been a high amount of pee jokes. Think about how many have there been any pee jokes in the Marvel movies? I can't think of any. Actually, no, Iron Man too. You know, because you know where Iron Man's going through his uh, alcoholism phase. I guess yeah. I guess that's the re- only reference we're gonna get to Demon in a Bottle. Which I guess is okay because the films are twelve, eh? Anyway, and uh, he, he's you know he's having that party and he goes, people always ask me how I pee in the suit, and then he takes a bit of a pause and he goes like that. So what? That was two thousand ten. Oh, that's that's the only one I can think of. Yeah. So it feels like it feels like it's a bit a high occurrence of uh, pee jokes in the in the DC worlds of DC flipping neck. 
Uh, well, if uh, who's that? Who's that one writer that they keep getting for all these films? David Goya. Is it him? Do you think? <laughs> uh, we need to. Maybe. We need to find out if he if he has a writing credit on this because if he does, and but then even then. I don't think there are any pee jokes in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, and he helped that, right? But to be fair, Nolan probably said no. <laughs> God damn it, Goya. Not more of your wet work. Dave, I said no, all right? I assume that's how Chris talks. I also assume people normally call him Chris. But but enough about the Nolans. Well, uh, uh, a Christopher Nolan-related uh, actor, Tom Hardy, is also in the next movie we're going to talk about. Venom. He's wearing a mask and puts on an accent. That he does, that he does. He's Eddie Brack. But yeah, so uh, straight off the bat, Sammy, what do you think of this film? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Mate, like, big thumbs up. Same here, same here. But I can't decide if it was so bad that it's good, or if it's actually pretty good. Because um, I, I saw it early enough to get the free comic from Odeon. Yeah. But they're not, they're not sponsoring us, but thank you, Odeon, for that free comic. <laughs> I got home from cinema, posted on Instagram saying, just seen the best comedy of the year. Because um, you can't take this film seriously. But the film knows that. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Like, you can tell Tom Hardy's having, he's definitely having fun with this role. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, like looking looking over my, my, my notes, the thing that I found most interesting was that the main character, Eddie Brock, he's a bad person. Straight from the beginning of the movie, they make it clear he's not a good person. Uh, like, he broke uh, his partner's trust. Uh, he's not really likable. He was a bit of a coward. He avoided confrontation, didn't stand up for himself. When, when the plot seems to turn, it happens at a stage where he's on the Golden Gate Bridge. And I'm like, is, is he going to try and top himself? Like, like he's really not a likable character. For most, like for the really beginning part of the movie, and that's 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 that was quite cool to like watch that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not the same thing. Yeah, true. I mean, they've definitely gone for more of the anti-hero stance. I mean, because obviously, if, if for those of you that don't know, Venom was originally conceived as a Spider-Man villain, and obviously, I was wondering. I'm sure I wasn't the only one wondering how they were gonna have a film about a Spider-Man villain without Spider-Man. But um, yeah, I'll admit, you know, it, it worked for me. In fact, I'll, I mean, I'll come back to Spider-Man later on in this conversation. But um, yeah, I mean, I've heard, you know, I've heard plenty of... I think this is another example of the critics and the audience scores. I think the critics and the audience scores and the Rotten Tomatoes are very different from each other. Yeah, I think it's like 30% and then 80%. Whereas in, on this this time, I'm on the side of the audience. But, you know, I was entertained. But I think the critics... I, you know, I've heard people make the point that critics usually pay more attention to how well a film is crafted and... From that perspective, yeah. from that perspective, yeah, this is not, you know, I mean, like for example, during the third act fight between Venom and I can't even remember the name of the evil symbiote. Riot. That's it, Riot. I couldn't see anything. I could, I could not see anything. I couldn't see what was going on. I knew they were fighting, but I didn't know what was happening. But they made him grey. Yeah, I mean, of all the, I mean, you have full-on artistic license. Like, I, I mean, they're doing a Spider-Man film without Spider-Man, so why does Riot have to still be grey? He's an alien. You can make him green, for God's sakes. Well, we also saw other symbiotes, symbiotes. However you say it. <laughs> um, that, were, that were like yellow and blue and, you know. Yeah, exactly. They had them there. But, um, you know, I think that's, 
Oh, also, I guess as long as we're talking about technically, like how the film was crafted, my brother and I, we missed, due to a mishap, uh, we ended up missing everything, pretty much everything before the title card goes up. Yeah. It didn't affect our viewing experience at all. I don't think we actually missed anything. Like, re- like really. But I guess, you know, that's, I guess that's just lucky for us. But also, you know the bit at the end, the bit that we see in the trailer where he talks about um, eating that guy's pancreas? Wait, was it pancreas? Yeah. Well, no, where he talks, well, the, t- the turd in the wind part. The turd in the wind, that's yeah. not the pancreas bit. Okay, it's pancreas, yeah, yeah different part, yeah. The pancreas yeah. was after, that was after that really long car chase scene, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was that was a low point. It went on for too long. It was alright, yeah. but it went on for too long. And why are those drones trying to crash into a guy they were told not to kill? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um he goes into that shot and it's bright, but when he comes out, it's night. Yeah. W- what is that? That rankled me that rankled me at the time. And I know it rankled other people. But yeah, I mean, in terms of how it was crafted, okay, it wasn't the best. But I I enjoyed it. And also the end credit scene, how they've got Woody Harrelson to wear some nonsense wig. I, what Woody, I, does Woody Harrelson have a problem with his hair? Like, I know he doesn't have any, but like, it feels like he, he, he's sitting there in the in the meetings uh, and they're like, okay, so Woody, we, we're thinking that you can be uh, this, this character called Carnage. Uh, uh, typically in the comics, he has red hair. We're not really bothered about that. And then he's like, guys, give me a wig. Let's do this. Put a wig on me. I get the feeling that Woody would be up for, like, he'd be game be fair i mean because you know he probably sees he i assume he read the script he saw what kind of film it was and was like yeah i'm in you know i'm, I'm gonna go all in so i, I don't know if he can if he was like i'm wearing the wig or if one of the executives is like you know if we think you know if we wanted to better represent his character he needs a red wig but bottom line we saw him wear that nonsense wig mm. yeah. yeah part of me is like how how did they get him i mean certainly must be paying him a lot yeah but he's he's also like in now you see me one and Two and in two he's in it twice, because because there's like twins in it. It's, it's a long story. Okay, right. I was about to say spoilers, but with with the Venom movie, like I think like you said, the, the, some some things they didn't get so right, like some of the basic really editing day and night stuff, right? Yeah. But also, like I felt like the action sequences were the weaker points in the in the movie. Really? Okay. I mean, I quite I quite like some. For example, you know the bit in his apartment where they first. Turn up to apprehend him. That, I think that would be my exception. Oh, okay. So did you not like... Obviously, we've already spoken. The car chasing went on too long. I quite liked it, but then it was like, all right, how, how much longer we got? I thought it was funny because... It, it's funny because at that stage, Eddie Brock is not really controlling his body. Venom is controlling his body. Uh, and that's interesting. Yeah, but how long do we need to see Tom Hardy on a motorbike for? Yeah, not long at all. And I agree with I mean, that. Like, I'm not I mean, he rides, a, he rides a motorbike in real life. Do you not remember that one um, newspaper... Like, that one story where he, like... I think someone was trying to... Apprehended a thief. Exactly. I saw so many Bane memes about that. Big guy stops robbery. I'll, I'll, send, that, that... I'll send that to you after. <laughs> if I can find it. I have a lot of Bane memes on my laptop. We should we should cut that out in post. We don't we need people to know that we're Bane posters. I mean, you're not a Bane poster. What else was I going to say? Is that the script at time was a bit... Like, like it was funny, but at times there was, there was weak points. Like when Eddie Brock says, my legs were broken, now they are not broken. Which which felt like I could see that, like you didn't need to say that. Yeah, I, yeah, like we say, the film wasn't amazingly crafted. Yeah, but it's like despite that, it's like despite that, despite like all those little like things that weren't so good, I like I enjoyed it. Yes, I don't know, I don't know how like that happened. Yeah, uh, well, I think they made Brock in the end. He was a likable character. You know, we wanted him to succeed. Well, I did anyway. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. You know, yeah. Uh, that, the Doctor, he's uh, Michelle Williams' new boyfriend. He's, he seemed pretty cool. I was wondering how they're going to go with it. Like, oh, is he going to be a dick? And then Brock, we're going to want Brock to get back with... Um, I can't even remember Michelle Williams' character. Yeah, I know me either. But, uh, like, Annie. Annie. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't think she's got... I don't think she's got the name of someone from the comics. I, I don't know. But, but, like, I left that movie thinking, I really hope he doesn't get with her. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so you know, it wasn't the film was not conventional. I don't think anyone can confuse it can can mm. uh, uh, what's the word um, accuse it of being a conventional comic book film or just a con- yeah. just a conventional film. To be honest, yeah, I think that what what it did good and what really sold me on it was when I realised that Eddie was a loser and Venom is a loser, and that's why they like essentially bond so well together. Like that's why they like that's why they're a team. It's like poetry; it rhymes. Um, but like in all seriousness I thought that like that made it interesting because obviously we have no point of reference for Venom we don't know if he's actually super powerful from in his planet or not but it was made pretty clear to us that he's not super powerful and he's... well that's the thing he said for example when he's talking about Riot he goes oh you know this guy can do things you wouldn't believe yeah. but then he still he still wins relatively easy after that like it's not I think was that just a lazy script well do you think that he wins relatively easy well, mate, he he wins, and I don't think he had, I don't think he had to step up his game too much. No, I thought the way I saw it was that Venom was dominated, and then he won because of like a fuel leak. I still think it was the lazy script writing. Okay, fair, fair enough. I I can get on board with it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah, that's fair. Also, um, in terms of action scenes, so you know when um all the when well, they SWAT, all those all those guys come in to fight um fight Brock and Venom. Yeah, you know the fight where Michelle Williams comes in at some point after all, and is like, "We need to go to the hospital now." Yeah, and she's for some reason. Did you think she was dressed like, or was this almost as if she was wearing a school uniform? I can't remember. Okay, that's, okay, that's fine. But um, I liked that fight scene. I've heard people criticize it, but I personally enjoyed that one. I just want to know what you thought. I thought it was because that happens after the the car chase, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I thought that was. Cause I remember, I remember thinking that um, that was better. Yeah. Well, like, to be fair, maybe I was just happy the car chase was over. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I sort of felt. I was like, oh, so, it's something else. He's not on a motorbike anymore. Uh, I I liked it because I liked it because of the setting. It was his like work, old workplace and stuff. I thought that was like, fairly interesting. Well, I was down for it. Yeah, uh, a couple things. I think I want to talk about um, what Sony's plans are going forward now. Because mm-hmm. obviously, the first end credit scene you could see. You know, they intend to get Carnage in. Yeah. Uh, we heard plans of uh, Silver Sable and Black Cat film. Obviously, I've since heard that we're actually, they're each going to get their own film as opposed to just starting off with them together. I think Sony will mess this up. Because originally I was thinking this film isn't going to be great. But no, this film is it is making money. It beat um, A Star is Born at the box office. It might still yeah. be beating it, A Star is Born. And A Star is Born is going to get Oscar buzz. You can tell it's that kind of film. Yeah, yeah. But... I, Bradley Cooper, man. Yeah, I just hope that Sony takes away the right things from this. So in terms of how the film was crafted, I think those criticisms it should take to heart. Yeah. And also, I could see them thinking, well, we don't need Marvel Studios anymore. Let's get back Spider-Man. I don't know if this Venom works if Spider-Man's in the film. We enjoyed him as our hero. I don't know if he can work as the villain. Maybe, maybe Venom needs to be like one of those characters like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine the the Pontiac bandit right who we want them to be friends but essentially they can't they can't not be enemies 
uh, and that's how the relationship forms. But then that sounds to me like we need Spider-Man and Venom to team up then against another threat, I guess, like like Carnage. Yeah. I don't know. I just back Sony to mess this up. They've already messed up two Spider-Man franchises in our in our lifetimes alone. Yeah, like, dude, like, if we want to wanna put money on it, that's where my, my money would go on them messing it up. If, but if I had money, the, I would think about putting it on that. I think that if, if they wanted this to succeed or if they want to bring Spider-Man into it, like, yeah. Like I think I think they can make it succeed, and I think if they want to bring Spider-Man to, into it, I can see a way that they could do it. Like with DC, with the series of one-off films, I I'd be up for that. You know, Spider-Man's got a good rose gallery. Sony just can't get the idea of a cinematic universe out of its head. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't. I mean, Avi Arad has wanted a Venom film since since the nineties. I mean, he's finally made it happen. The kids love Venom. Well, he forced Venom to be in the other movie in Spider-Man. Exactly, 3, he so. wasn't supposed to be in Spider-Man Three. Don't get me wrong; I've enjoyed every Spider-Man film I've seen in my whole life. Eleven-year-old me enjoyed Spider-Man Three. Twenty-three-year-old me would happily sit down and watch Spider-Man Three. I might watch it after we finish recording. Who knows? But I think Sony should just take stock of what is going well now. You know, really think about whether because mm. every studio wants a cinematic universe. You know, they see it as a way to convince viewers to have to watch the next thing because they feel like they, you know, yeah. Viewers feel like they have to watch the next thing, and I'll admit, like as I already said with the MCU, I because I watch, I've watched everything. I guess right now, I think Agents of Shield is back. I haven't watched Iron Fist season two. I watched Luke Cage season two, but I've seen everything else, including run, Marvel's Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. You know, I'm I'm in. Is Cloak and Dagger good? Yeah, it's good. I recommend. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it. I mean, I, okay, yeah, I watched it because you know I need to watch everything, but it actually was good. Did you watch Runaways, by the way? No. That that is also good. Yeah, th- those are good. So I, I can see why, you know, you have just, you know, I'm just some crazy guy living in South East London, but you know, I've, I'm fully in. So I could see why studios would want to get, would want their own universe. Because the amount of money, the amount of money you must make. But what they seem to forget is that you've got to make the things good in the first place. Mm. You know, people aren't just going to pay money for a lack of quality. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good like point. Capitalism, dude. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, fair enough. You want money, everyone. You know, that's not wrong. You just, you just gotta earn it. Yeah. But yeah, shall we talk about the, the second, second end credit scene? And then, in turn, move on yeah, to the Yeah. So there I was in the cinema. We watched uh, my brother and I. We watched the first end credit scene. He was getting ready to leave, and I was like, "Wait, I'm gonna check to see if there's another end credit scene." Wiped out, wiped out my phone. Went on the old Google. Found out there were two in credit scenes. Exactly the same thing that I did. So, you know, so, you know, there I am. We were waiting, we we're waiting. And then it happens. It starts in another universe. And then we see it. And I knew they were making it into the Spider-Verse film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought, you know, for what I'd seen, the art style looks pretty good. You know, I was up for it. I mean, I didn't know if I'd actually see it. But, and basically, same thing with Aquaman. It looked like they just showed us like a th- five minute chunk of the film. Yeah. It looks like a comic book brought to the cinema screen. It looks good. More than it looks good, it looks like fun and like pretty as well. Like you know, like yes, yeah. The animation actually looks like pretty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I hadn't. I think I might had seen something about Spider Verse before, but until this, um, like second end credits uh, scene, I hadn't really been like invested in the idea too much, and. At that point, I was like, "I'm, I'm going to go and see this movie. Like, I'm gonna find out who's in it. I wanna, I wanna know. I wanna know way more about this movie than than I do right now." And they like, they hooked me. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. It's, it's done. It's over. 
they're gonna get my money yeah that's that's reasonable i mean i'm for me because obviously um before we were started recording this we then sammy's mentioned that they had there is a new trailer for it as well so we thought okay yeah. yeah uh i'm watching that trailer i'm thinking yes it's pretty good they got um jake johnson who's from new girl and you've probably seen him if you watch that mummy film he was also in that i think at some point does he, <laughs> does he get overtaken by the mummy i don't know i probably will never find out because i think that universe is dead now we, we were gonna get a... we, didn't, we didn't need to bring that up we didn't need to bring that up in this conversation but weren't we gonna get a um how's his face benicio del toro wolfman why did they mess it up but anyway um and yeah well i'm watching the trailer i'm thinking this looks good and at one point i'm thinking you know what? I could be up for I could be up for Spider Gwen, and then literally then she, then Spider Gwen appears. In fact, Sam, you heard me cheer, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then I'm thinking, Spider Ham. I know Spider Ham is in this, and then there he is. He turns up. Like I, th- I think it, look, it looks fun. Yeah, I, I think I think I might be in. I think I might be in. In fact, if if Sony's gonna do more more of this, so do more multi multiverse stuff. So just you know, just do bits here and there, make it loosely connected, because you know, multiverse is you know. Yeah. Then yeah, I I could be into that, you know. I just hope they don't mess it up. I hope they don't do what they have done twice before. Yeah, I think what what's really great with this movie is that for me it was a bit out of the blue and it was a bit like what we've been talking about in this sort of whole podcast really, which is it was them taking a chance on something and releasing this one shot that you know there's not they don't lose anything really if it goes like terribly wrong. I mean it would be sad because. Miles Morales seems to be the main character, and that's that's cool. But it, it seems like this is exactly what we were talking about, where they just need to do like they need to have these take these chances. And if you remember back to Guardians of the Galaxy, like when that came out, nobody gave a crap. Nobody even thought it would be good, and it ended up like buying people's minds. And I think this might be like a sort of similar point for them, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it, it could be. You know, take some unknown characters. Yeah, because how many people know that there has been more than one Spider Man? Yeah. For example, you know. So yeah, I think fingers crossed for this one. I mean, it looks good. I will probably see it in cinema. I think I think it, it also looks cool that they've got like a, a, a cool set of villains in it. They're not worrying about like it, it feels like they're not going to worry too much about like the exposition of like who this villain is or who that villain is, right? Like they're just going to do it. I mean, I, I'm holding out judgment until the film itself. You know, don't forget this was a trailer. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm I'm just making assumption because like. In that trailer, we saw four villains. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I guess I we guess saw I... killer. We saw Kingpin, Scorpion, what looked like a version of the Green Goblin, like for the Ultimate Green Goblin, and what was that? The, the, that guy who was chasing Mars Morales down the street, like jump wall jumping and stuff. I don't really know who that was. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not. You know, I mean, looked, as decent as my like no- bad guy, yeah, as decent as my knowledge might be. I mean, I don't know everyone. You know. Yeah. Like, who, who the hell's this bad guy in this PS4 Spider-Man game? I'd never heard of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so, like, I'm I'm down for that, man. Like, let's let's live it all. Like, we don't have to pretend that, like, nobody knows nothing when they come into these movies. Like, people watched Infinity War, right? Like, yeah. Let's do this. I mean, well, I would say with Infinity War, you know, that was that was literally the payoff for, was it, like, 18 films? No, I think that was, yeah, uh, yeah that was film number 19. So that was the payoff to 18 films. And yeah. I remember one of our friends mentioned that he went to see it. And the point I made to him was, why would you see, it is literally the 19th episode of a series. It'd be like starting Game of Thrones in season four. Yeah, but the, 
like I completely agree with you, and maybe then he'll go back and watch everything else. True, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there is always the hope if you like what you see, and you'll be like, you know, I will give this a go. Whereas this, this seems like the beginning. I mean, I guess just to, you know, like into the yeah. Spider Verse, just seems like you know, I, I hope it's the start of something very good. Yeah, me too. Right. Okay. So, um, I think we have plenty of TV to discuss some other time. Yeah. For example, um, I'm only three episodes through Maniac right now, so probably by the time next time we record. To be fair, maybe by the time this goes out, I would have finished that. Uh, we've got Bodyguard. Uh, yeah. Are we fun- we're probably not going to talk about Alter Carbon, let's be honest. I mean, there's nothing to say. Yeah. It's, it's Se- an average second best TV se- show on Netflix. Second best TV show of the year. Oh, yeah. My God. All right, let's like, let's, poor decisions. Let's like we need to talk about that between ourselves first. Yeah. Uh, Sharp Objects, the best show of the year. I think we can agree on that one. Yeah. Uh, until we finish Maniac, perhaps. Uh, don't worry about that. Wait, you <laughs> <laughs> okay? Uh, yeah, P- plenty to talk about. Plenty. So I'll see you next time. <laughs>